an original presentation from America's premier audio theater group, Seeing Ear Theater. What time period do you wish to review, Mr. Bartholomew? 21st century, um, 2014, London. There was no London, England in 2014, Mr. Bartholomew. Oh, right. Um, 2013, then. Christ. Far away and long ago London town went up in smoke Radiation slid her wrists She was slain by communists 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 Computer pause. Paused. Reset to default theme, please. Default settings already engaged. Oh, bloody help. Um, theme selection. Presentation theme one, heartfelt diva. Presentation theme two, pup melancholy. Presentation theme three, DJ Lifehammer and Faith. Presentation theme four... Haven't you got something more neutral? History is never neutral, Mr. Bartholomew. Oh, brilliant. Just brilliant. Um, choose theme two, then. Late September of 2013, an unexpected heat wave had fallen over London. Hot days gave way to muggy nights. A sweltering miasma settled on the city. Then, on September the 23rd, the heat wave broke. Autumn came in. The city breathed a sigh of relief. On September the 24th, a glorious fall day, young Natasia Karenkova, posing as a Russian tourist, visited St. Paul's Cathedral for morning prayers. Boris Jacobs, historian at the World Trust. Karen Kova was a part of a disaffected minority who split from the remains of Russia's old-line communists in an attempt to jumpstart what they thought of as a failed socialist revolution. These neo-communists resorted to terrorist tactics culminating in the use of the portable nuclear device known as the pinpoint bomb on London. My mother and I were on the train headed back from the country that day. As we gazed out the window, the whole sky lit up with a flash and there was a great roar and a rush of wind. This frightened me as I was only six years old and quite terrified of storms. I began to cry. Annabelle Mosley Braun, 2057. A cloud of radioactive gas arose from devastated London and carried by winds off the North Sea settled over Central Europe. Close to 10 million people died from radiation poisoning alone. Worldwide grain harvests were blighted and millions more suffered the pangs of starvation. My children died. I asked Herr God, why have you so fit for me to live after taking my little ones away? I received no answer. Then all the animals died. Even the cats. Even the mice. Lucas Gertler, 2048. 
Natasia Karenkova, arrested at a bus station in Bucharest, was found guilty of crimes against humanity by an international tribunal at The Hague. Uh, before we pass judgment, does the prisoner have anything to say of a less dogmatic nature? People who don't like communism <laughs> have never tried communism. Very well then, Natasia Karenkova, for your crimes against 11 million men, women and children in the destruction of London, England, and irrecoverable radiation damage to the flora and fauna of the northern hemisphere of planet Earth, this court hereby sentences you to a life term without parole to consist of solitary imprisonment. And to be served in the human rights offenders compound in Nuremberg, Germany. And Natasia Karenkova. Since you have poisoned yourself with the very fate you sought to visit on others, may God have mercy on your soul. God? <laughs> God is a storybook tale. History will judge me, not your God. History! History? Yes, Mr. Bartholomew. This isn't the study of history, sir. It's a suicide run to oblivion. I'm not prepared. It is exactly two o'clock, Greenwich Standard, by the Royal Observatory Cesium Apparatus. All departmental timepieces recalibrated. Travelling in time is not like taking the tube, Mr. Bartholomew. All oh, my studies are out the window. How could I possibly... Either you report at four o'clock... Or you don't go at all. But I'm not ready. Look, Professor Dunworthy, it took me four years to prepare to travel with St. Paul. St. Paul, the saint, not St. Paul's, the church. It, it, it's an apostrophe, an apostrophe. St. Paul, St. Paul's. These things happen, Mr. Bartholomew. I assure you that 1940 in England will be as noteworthy as walking down some dusty road in Roman Israel. 1940? I thought... I was sure I... I mean, the, the bomb, the pinpoint nuclear bomb. Yes. When I found out yesterday I'd been reassigned, I thought you were sending me back to the year prior to the destruction of London by the neo-communists. What made you think that, Mr. Bartholomew? I just assumed that there was so much data that was destroyed along with London that you'd want me to, to collect some of it. That's what historians do, isn't it? Collect data, for God's sake. 1940, that, that was... World War Two, Mr. Bartholomew. The Battle of Britain... The Nazi Blitz. I'm in classical studies. I, I can barely remember who was fighting in the Second World War. Wasn't there something about the Jews? The Holocaust. You see, I'm completely unqualified. Mr. Bartholomew, get hold of yourself. The department regrets the mix-up. Mix-up? If mix-up there was. But... Here is something that might be of use. A book. My book. Your book. It's about St. Paul's Cathedral, Mr. Bartholomew. The idea of St. Paul's through the ages. Now, you'll be leaving in two and a half hours, so there isn't time for you to actually read it. No time? That's a good one. He says there isn't time. But you should just be able to download it into your long-term memory using an endorphin booster. Now... This means that you won't be able to recall the data on demand. No, of course not. And you may not be able to bring back any of it at all. But some of the information might bubble up, as it were. It might prove of 
some small use to you. And uh, that's it? Mr. Bartholomew, you are not the only student here at Balliol demanding of my time this afternoon. You are in a bit of perhaps understandable distress, but I assure you that I am quite aware of time's winged chariot drawing nigh. As Marlowe put it, to his coy mistress. I suggest you take that booster and jack into the book, Mr. Bartholomew. But remember, they'll be expecting you at the transfer facilities precisely at 4pm to get you prepared for your 4.30 jump. Don't be late. Oh. Professor Dunworthy, your two o'clock has arrived. Three minutes late. Mr. Bartholomew, it's time for you to leave. It's time. Time, you say? Silence and humility. These are the sacred burdens of the historian, Mr. Bartholomew. <laughs> Gems from the master. Do you have any idea when the bombs fall, Professor Dunworthy, so I might have a fighting chance at avoiding them? Good afternoon, Mr. Bartholomew. Good afternoon, sir. And Mr. Bartholomew. Yes? You're going to love St. Paul's. Bartholomew, right on time. Your uncle's letter said you would be arriving this afternoon. Welcome to the volunteers. Oh, thank you, sir. I'm a little bit frazzled from the long trip, I'm afraid. Can't be helped. Can't be helped. We'll get Langby to show you round, shall we? The cops came. RP's brought them. Sorry? Harvey's? A-R-P. You'd have thought they were doing us a favour, all high heels and hoity-toity. You made us miss our tea, love, one of them said to me. Yes, well, and a good thing too, I told him. You look like you could stand to lose a stone or two. Did you set the cots up in the crypt then? Mr. Bartholomew just got in from Wales. Pardon me, sir, but shouldn't we... Those are bombs, aren't they? <laughs> oh, they're bombs, all right. I mean, they sound so close. <laughs> well, <laughs> close. Close, he says. <laughs> this is a good day, Mr. Bartholomew. Now, this is where you'll lay your head. And the gentleman in the crypt next door to you happens to be the good Admiral Nelson himself. Lord, Lord Nelson. Amazing. Ah, oh, we're all in the same pickle as the lords and ladies down here in the crypt, ain't we, Bartholomew? Yes. Now, Nelson here, they say he's packed in alcohol. I wonder, when the crypt takes a direct hit, will he burn like a bloody torch? I'd rather not think about it, if you don't mind. Say, so, where can a fellow get a bite to eat? Oh, what? What's that? Why, it's a cat. That's a cat? Of course it is. What do you want about? Does she... does she bite? Cats are supposed to carry diseases, you know, infectious diseases, the plague... You've never seen a cat before? Well, of course I have. It, it... she just startled me, that's all. Right. Right, then, let's have a look at the dome. When the first St. Paul's burned down... Old Christopher Wren, the architect, stood in the smoking rubble and told a workman to bring him a stone from the graveyard. Uh, Langby. A grave marker to use as a new cornerstone for the new cathedral he was determined to put up. Uh, Langby, old man. I shall rise again, the gravestone said. Langby, don't you think we've climbed high enough? Nonsense. You have to get to the top of the dome to hear the full effect of the whispering gallery. Besides, you were just on the roof. 
But the roof is, is flat, well, mostly flat, and you don't have to look over the edge. Here inside the dome, it's, well, it's all edge. You can hear me whispering because of the shape of the dome. The sound waves are reinforced around the perimeter of the dome. Langby. Let me tell you, it sounds like the very crack of doom up here in a rage. I think I'm not feeling so well, Langby. Please, I think I... The dome is 107 feet across. Right, here we are at the very top. It's 80 feet above the nave down there. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, God. Bartholomew, what's wrong? 80 feet doesn't sound like much. It's got to be more than that. You're gripping that rail strong enough to break the bones of your hand if you don't watch it. I can't, I can't let go. The whole thing will fall in with me. Oh, you'd better come down with me. I'm a historian, for God's sake. Bartholomew, come here. I'm a historian. I'm not supposed to be here. Come on, take my hand. Uh, take it. Yeah, that's right. I can't... You can. Now, come on. We're going down, mate. We're going down. St. Paul's Cathedral, symbol and reality, Dunworthy, 2257, Oxford University Press, page 493. Symptoms of bobbing victims. Stage 1, shock, stupefaction, unawareness of injuries. Words may not make sense except to victim. Whatever you say, Bartholomew, you just hang on to me. Stage 2, shivering, nausea, injuries and losses, felt to return to reality. We're going down now. We're almost there. Stage 3, talkativeness that cannot be controlled. Desire to explain shock behavior to rescuers. Nonsense. You get ready of that stirrup pump. I'm ready. Now, here's a lesson for you. You shovel the sand round the incendiary bomb. I see. I see. You cover it up, like so. Right, now I'll stand back. Now hit it with the water. Is it working? Is it working? The water's getting it. It doesn't sound like it's working. Keep pumping, damn you. By God, you put it out. I put it out? Yeah, that's right, you did. I put out a bomb. I saved St. Paul's. Yeah, well, come on then, one bomb at a time. We'll save her, one bomb at a time. Shake your ass, Bartholomew. I'm coming. That's it. Now, come on, you take the shovel this time, Bartholomew, and I'll have a look at My silly hesitation is this left in the past? Such a lucky guy, moon up in the sky, alone at last. Come here. 
Cat. Here. Cat. I ordered you to come here. Are you not a domesticated animal? Respond to my voice, will you? That's right. Now, stay there. Stay there. Hey! <laughs> really? <laughs> What's so bloody funny? Not the way to catch a cat. <laughs> well, obviously. Bless you. Like you've never seen a cat before. Of course, I've seen cats. <laughs> that bucket had some water in it. Cats hate water. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Everybody knows that cats hate water. Uh, here, kitty. Here, Snooky. Well, I, I thought it might eat the mouse that's down in the crypt. The crypt? Oh, come here, kitty. Oh, we won't hurt you, Snooky. Come here now. You talk to it as if it were a child. Come here, Snooky. Don't you listen to the wet bucket man? So, what is this crypt? Oh, we live down there. I'm a volunteer. Firewatch? We call ourselves volunteers. Volunteers? Uh, you are not paid? No. What's the matter with that? It's just that I read about St. Paul's and the Firewatch in the London newspapers, and I thought perhaps there is a position for me in the canteen, a paying position. Oh, I'm afraid we don't have a canteen. That won't do, then. I want to help Great Britain in every way possible, but I cannot take on volunteer work. I've got my little brother to think of. Bless you. I'm sorry. It's awful cold. Hey, well, it's chilly, but it's not really cold. It... No, I mean my sneezing and coughing and such. Oh, a viral infection, right. What a strange one you are. Oh, you certainly don't sound as if you're from around here. I've learned a great deal in the last few weeks here in London. If I didn't know better, I'd think... That it... I'm German? I am. Oh, I was. That honor has now been denied to my brother and me. I'm afraid I don't understand, after all. A kind Norwegian fisherman brought Heinrich, Henry, and me across the channel at great peril to himself. But why would you want to come to England? I want to take Henry to America. But for the moment, London will have to do. Oh, come here, Snooky. Uh, that's right. You, you're picking it up. Of course I am. But I thought, well, animals were dirty. Maybe you caught your cold from touching an animal. You sure act like you haven't seen many animals. Oh, well, I haven't. Where are you from? Wales. Uh, oh. <laughs> Look. Scratch the kitten. Behind her ears, like so. Like this? Not so hard. Uh, all right. There now, Snooky. There's no need to be afraid of the Bucket Man. What's your name, Bucket Man? Bartholomew. I'm Frida. Frida Silberstein. Pleased to meet you, Frida. Well? Well, what? Aren't you going to ask me to go for a bite to eat? Uh, I would like to very much. Uh, it's only that they didn't give me near enough money when they sent me here, and I... I understand. But walking costs nothing. Walking? As in, to go for a stroll? Isn't that the English expression? Oh, certainly. Would you like to go for a stroll? Tomorrow I'm off duty in the afternoon, and I'm sure that... Well, that is, I'm fairly sure I have enough money to stand us both a drink at the pub. I am going to look for a paying job tomorrow morning myself. 
But I may be free after twelve o'clock noon. Should I meet you? I will stop by here. You look as if you really need some fresh air. And I, well, it has been a long time since I've spent an afternoon just walking without urgently trying to get somewhere. Well, all right. We'll take a walk and have a drink then in the afternoon. About what time? About this time would be nice. Oh, that would be... That... Swell? I think that's the word you're trying to say. That would be swell, Frida. <laughs> I must be going. Oh, you oh. take the kitty. Oh, what, me? Take it how? In your arms, as you would hold a baby. Uh, like this. Exactly what sort of cats do they have in Wales? Uh, oh, Welsh cats. I will come and see you tomorrow, Bartholomew. See you, Frida. What, what am I supposed to do with you now? She could have told me how to put a cat down now, couldn't she? Okay, cat, uh, just let me bend down. Ow! Ow! Why, you beast, how the hell did you do that? Some kind of retractable razors in your toes. Bloody hell. Ouch. Damn it. Can I ask you Langby, something? I didn't see you behind the tapestry. I was dusting off the plaster. Somebody's got to do it, and the charwoman can't be bothered now, can she? Well, I was just... Uh... Yeah, making free with that Jerry girl. I was watching you, all right. That was totally innocent. I mean, she only wanted to know if there was some kind of job... Oh, and it's none of your affair, anyway. No. But this cathedral is. It's my part in the war, and I love this place. St. Paul's is my affair. And mine, too. So, Bartholomew, like your Fraulein said... Cats hate water. Yes, I'm aware of that fact now. Everybody in England knows it, even the stupid Welsh. Oh, well, I've got duty tonight. I'm going to fill the stirrup pumps. Yeah, you do that. Welshman. Then one bomb at a time. Shake your ass, Bartholomew. Here's another one. Ah! Shrapnel! Hot shrapnel! Stop running, you bloody fool! Get a hose on him! He won't hold still! Stay away from that edge, mate! Stay back! Back from there! Good God! He fell! He just fell! Over! But let's get... It's on the rampart! Bring that pump, I'll get the buckets! Right, this one's ours, Welshman. Are you speaking to me? You said you were from Bleeding Wales, didn't you? Pick up that damn shovel and follow me, we've got a bomb to put out. One bomb at a time. That's the idea of it. You do get the idea, don't you? When another bomb falls, you put it out, then another. Bring the bloody shovel! That man just fell off St. Paul's Cathedral. Yes. Teaches the rest of us to watch our step, doesn't it? St. Paul's is what matters. He's dead. Yes, he's bloody dead. He's really actually dead. If you don't pick up that shovel and follow me, I'll kick your ass back to Wales. 
or wherever it is you really do come from, mate. One bomb at a time. Until there's only one bomb, only one bomb left, and no firewall. Come on, damn it! Get some sand around it. Sand, sure. Sand, sand, sand. Because all the sand we've got to pour under fire. And it won't be enough. I think Paul's will be lost. There won't be anything left. That's the idea, isn't it? Burn St. Paul's to the ground? What? Isn't that the plan? Whose plan? Why, Hitler's, of course. Stand back. Hitler's plan. Who do you think I meant? Watch out! It's not a bad plan, actually. What are you saying? But of course, we won't let it happen. That's what the Firewatch is here for. To see that it doesn't happen. Right, Bartholomew? My assignment. What's that you say? I know what my assignment is now. What assignment would you be talking about, mate? Nothing. Nothing, Angus. Go and fill up the water, Bartholomew. I'll help you shovel the sand. No, you go and fill up the stirrup pump. I'm coming right back, Langby. Well, you'd better. I'm coming back quickly, remember that? Yeah, I'll remember. You queer fish Welshman. That's what you actually are.